And welcome to the Savings Angel Show. My name is Josh Elledge. I am a syndicated newspaper columnist. I teach consumer stuff, like I teach people how to save money everywhere. I also teach people how to do things like travel and have great experiences, which these next two episodes I would consider to be bonus episodes because it's it's not my standard fare. I'm actually going to take you with me and my family and we're going to go travel to Nashville, but we're also going to make a pit stop before we get to Nashville. It uh, We're going to go to Amicalola Lodge, Amicalola Falls Lodge, which is in northern Georgia. Now, what's extra special about this episode is that I have a co-host. Uh, co-host, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Noah. Noah, and who are you? I'm your son. Okay, all right, good. And how old are you, Noah? All right, Noah's 10 years old, and he's going to be joining me on this journey, sharing with you all the cool stuff that you should be doing. Uh, Again, we'll stop off at at, at Amicalola Falls Lodge because that is really close to the start of the Appalachian Trail. We're actually going to talk to somebody about that. And then we're going to go to Nashville, and I'm going to introduce you to all sorts of really fun things to do, including indoor rock climbing. We're going to go to three different escape rooms, and we're going to do a review of them. We're going to do a review of the hotel that we stayed in. We're going to review a restaurant, and uh, I'm going to have to break this episode up into two parts, and I believe that part two is going to come out like really fast after this episode. Uh, There's just so much that I want to share, so many great experiences, and so much great uh, advice that I want to offer that I want to make sure that you don't miss anything. So ready, Noah? Let's get going. I'm ready. All right. I'll meet you out on the Appalachian Trail. Here we go. Would you guys want to just continue on to Katahdin and Maine? No. It's only 2,100 more miles. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Get low. Go, go. Right there. Hey, what is it? Uh, I thought it was like a shelter. Oh, hey, it blocked off our path. That's not nice. No, up there. Oh. I think we gotta hook a right. That's not what the GPS tells us to do. Well, we're not going that way. We're gonna follow this trail. I wonder how high we are. Oh, pretty high. And of course, that was audio of my kids and I as we were walking onto the. Now, what do they call it, Noah? It's not the uh, the. It's the beginning of the trail. Now we're going to Eastern Ridge Trail. The Eastern Ridge Trail. Thank you. I'm good at memory there. But we didn't go on the Appalachian Trail. We. Like, beginning? Yeah. We didn't go on that trail. We went on the Eastern Ridge Trail. So we're going to talk to Chaz. Now, Chaz is the recreation director for Amicalola Falls Lodge, and we're going to have him introduce what Amicalola Falls is, why it's so beautiful, why you need to make it a stop on your vacation plans, and he's also going to share all the fun stuff that you want to do at Amicalola Falls. So, Chaz, uh, if you could kind of share who you are, where we are, and... 
this special place that we are, what it has to offer families. All right. Well, good morning. My name is Chaz Brown. I am the supervisor of park activities at Amicalola Falls State Park and Lodge. Um, we are also an adventure lodge where we offer uh, currently about 11 different types of activities that folks can come and do at their leisure um, and at their choosing. Um, those 11, we've got things such as 3D archery, um, which is a foam target that you would shoot at. Um, guided falls hikes, we can do that day or night, moonlit or during the regular daytime. Um, we have fitness trails available, fire pit adventures in the evening time where someone will sit down with you. Uh, you can make some s'mores, have some hot chocolate or hot apple cider, uh, maybe listen to a couple of ghost stories, and just really have a good time sitting around, hanging out around the campfire. Um, we also offer a GPS um, selfie scavenger hunt where as you make your way around the park, we give you some GPS coordinates. And uh, sometimes you're going to see some things that maybe not the ordinary park goer uh, will be able to see if they don't know those GPS coordinates. So another nice thing, and of course, you've got your own photos for souvenirs. Um, a couple of other things that we have going on, we've got team building courses on both low and high ropes. Now the high ropes... Yes, very much. The high ropes courses and our zip lines currently are under construction. Um, we are shooting for a, an opening of Memorial Day, May 30th, May 31st. And um, so those will be excellent opportunities as well that we have here on the park. This park, Amicalola Falls, a beautiful, gorgeous place. I am so blessed to be working here, um, enjoying the beauty, uh, the sights and the sounds. Every time the season changes, I'm just in awe. It's an amazing, amazing place to be. So if you've got the opportunity to come and visit us, we'd welcome you with open arms. So what's special about uh, Amicalola Falls and, and, this, and this state park? Well, um, I feel that it's just a, a beautiful place to come to visit. Um, for a long, long, long time, people have been coming um, to this little bit of water falling over the over the hillside and um, we can see that in evidence from the different types of artifacts that can be found around the park um, from maybe even back in the paleo area to the uh, the Cherokee Indians who used to live here um, and up until when the park was established um, and uh, we, as, as the white man came and, and uh, decided that the, the gold and the riches that were among the hills uh, were ours, unfortunately. So um, it is and has been preserved, and it is a beautiful, beautiful place to come and visit, rich with all kinds of history. Um, so please come and visit us. So geographically, how far are we from, say, Atlanta? Um, we're about an hour 45 driving time. Um, I do not know the distance as the crow flies. Um, however, no, that's pretty good. Hour and 45. That's how most people travel anyway. Right. How much time does it take to get there? So if, if you're heading down anywhere in northern Georgia, and then, of course, we're not that far away from, like, Nashville, where we're headed next. Um, so it's a, it's a great place to get to. And what's really cool for someone like me who lives in Florida where there's no elevation, there are no mountains, if you want to come see some mountains... We got mountains here. Uh, indeed, we do. Um, our currently our uh, visitor center sits at about eighteen, nineteen hundred foot of elevation. Uh, by the time you uh, make the one mile hike to the top, through the top of the stairs, uh, to the top of the waterfall, you're sitting at approximately twenty three hundred foot of elevation. Um, not too drastic of a change, but um, if you were driving it in a car quite quickly, of course your ears might pop. 11. There's been a, a, a real resurgence of interest in hiking, particularly, I think, hiking the Appalachian Trail. So 
Geographically, can you kind of share where we are in relation to the Appalachian Trail? All right. Well, the Amicalola Falls State Park and Lodge sits at uh, Dawsonville, Georgia, and we are approximately eight and a half miles away from Springer Mountain, where the official terminus of the Appalachian Trail currently sits. Um, once you get onto the Appalachian Trail, you're about 2,100 and some odd miles, and it changes from year to year based on erosion and change of the pathway. But um, it is a beautiful hike, and will take you all the way up to Maine. Um, some folks enjoy hiking it uh, through hike. In other words, they'll start at one end and finish at the other. Um, and some folks like to section it off into little bits and pieces and uh, accomplish it that way. So, yeah. And we've definitely seen, I mean, we've been seeing lots of, you know, these are gung-ho hikers that are getting ready to go out. And, and uh, the through hikers we've been seeing, you know, they are starting their journey. And they're going to hike on through all the way up to Maine. And uh, so if you, you know, from my experience, if you want to get out, experience some great elevation, some great, beautiful scenery, see some history, see some beautiful scenes. The, the waterfall is just gorgeous. Uh, Amicalola Falls is, is definitely just one of those places that, uh, that, that you want to put on your bucket list of making sure that you come visit. So now, Noah, that we've talked to Chaz, what was your review of Amicalola Falls? It was really cool. Um, I love the mountains because that's not something you see in Florida. And um, What did you get to see on the very first evening that we got there that was pretty special for a boy who lives in central Florida? We saw snow. Now, for a boy who was born in Michigan, it's not as special. Yeah. Yeah, you and I are both Michigan-born, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it's being able to see snow is is pretty special to you and I. Yeah. Now, did you get to make a snowman with it? No, there wasn't barely. There wasn't near enough snow to do that. No. Or even a snowball. <laughs> it's just basically like a drizzle of snow. <laughs> I don't I, know what to. I don't know what it's called. Like you know how rain, it's like drizzle, but with snow, what's it called? I think they call it maybe flurries. I, I've been out of the north a bit too long. So in in uh, Florida here, we've had some nice weather, but it's about to get really, really hot. And, uh, you know, after our uh, great little visit to Amicalola Falls Lodge... Uh, what do you keep looking at? I'm looking at that. Oh, no, how... you... Yeah, you can look at me. Because, like, it's like... My my voice is like a lot quieter than yours. <laughs> well, you know that. Uh, and I'm closer to the microphone. Yeah. Well, I just have one of the one of those voices that carries. You can uh, as you get as you get older, your voice will get deeper, and then your uh, your things on the screen will will be a little bit bigger as well. Okay then. Yeah, and you don't have, and you, 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 if you're lucky, you'll get a voice like Batman. I'm Batman. Now, our first trip that we're gonna, our first stop that we're going to take in Nashville that very morning. Do you remember what it was that we did that first morning? Is is right after we got to Nashville, we checked into a hotel, and then we were really excited because we didn't get dressed up in fancy uh, uh, outfits. We got dressed up in some exercise clothes. Where did we go? Yeah, rock climbing. Indoor rock climbing. See this part that says black diamond? Mm -hmm. That's going to go in the front. Pretend this is like a big pair of pants, all right? This is like a belt or a waist strap. 
And these are two leg loops. So your foot's gonna go through the waist strap and then through each of these you're going to pull it up over your hips. Give me your review of indoor rock climbing in Nashville. I used to be, like, really afraid of heights, but I'm not really afraid of heights anymore. Wow. And do you think that the indoor rock climbing, now we, this is the second time you've gone. No. See, I kind of conquered my fears with that the last time we went. So this time I was, I was okay. Wow. And how does that feel to conquer your fears? Well, right now... I'm, like, not even afraid of it because, like, I've been on, like, all these roller coasters. I'm like, eh, that's nothing. <laughs> all right. So the next time you and I are going to go rock climbing, we're going to try Everest. How's that? No. No. M- maybe we don't have to go that high. It's not safe. No, it's it's not. We just saw that Everest documentary. It's actually yeah, yeah. quite treacherous. Cool. All right. Eric, how to say it? Stelton Pool. Stelton Pole. Stelton Pole? Pole. P-O-H-L. Stelton Pole. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. And Stelton Pole with Climb Nashville, Nashville. right? Okay, cool. All right, cool. All right, and so we're here with Eric Stelton Pole, right? With with Climb Nashville. Yeah. So uh, this place is huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. I'm looking up, and how tall is that ceiling? How many Uh, feet? It's about 50 feet. Our walls are about 50 feet. Wow. That's... And, and we're just surrounded with climb walls everywhere. This place is really impressive. Can you start off by telling us about the facility itself? Yeah, so it's a couple thousand square feet. Um, like you said, there's multiple walls that are, go above 50 feet. Uh, we also have 25-foot walls that are a little bit easier. Um, we have different types of climbing throughout the gym. There's lead climbing, top rope climbing, and bouldering. And those are all different things, um, and they geared towards different types of climbers, but we're trying to be pretty inclusive um, and try to have something for everybody, uh, family-friendly to the you know the professional climber that's looking to train to get outdoors. Yeah, so let's start off by talking about, so a family's in town in Nashville, and they've got a couple young kids, mm-hmm. maybe they got a couple of old kids. Tell me what they're going to experience here. Yeah, so they'll experience a couple things. Uh, when they come in, we'll take them in and give them, you know, get them approved to climb in our gym and that's a really easy process it takes about 15 minutes Uh, with those younger kids we have you know climbing to all ages we have harnesses for the smallest kids you can think of too um, and then our harnesses fit everybody Um, and they'll come in we'll get them approved to climb and they'll start climbing right away if they want to or we could walk them through our uh, belay approval and that's that's takes you to a different level of climbing kind of thing Um, it opens up the entire gym to you and with the older kids, that's what we can do, and they can go off and kind of belay each other and have a good time. Um, or the parents can belay the children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can use our auto belay systems, and our auto belay systems allow you to climb by yourself or with the guidance of a parent if you're under the age of 13. Yeah. Um, well, that's one thing I noticed, that there were so many auto belays. It was kind of cool because you could pretty much just run and like, hey, I'm going to go do this wall, and you didn't have to wait yeah. for anybody. You could pretty much just jump on the wall, and, you know, if you're of age, just... Go and do it. Yeah, that's that's what we try to do here. We try to be as inclusive as possible, you know. So we want people to be able to come in real quick, be able to, you know, test out, and then just hop on the wall and have a good time. Nice, nice. And so um, so for the mom who's like, oh, is it safe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's explain to me why climbing is generally very, very safe, well, as long as you follow the rules. Yeah, if you follow the rules, um, it's super safe. We are a certified company here. Um, we have a lot of people on staff that are trained um, to teach and to instruct, and um, 
the ropes and the systems that we use, they're 100% safe. They're pretty much fail-proof, and the only error that we have is user error. Mm. And we try to tackle that right when you walk in. You know, it's training, 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 try to yeah. make you understand the systems and how they're going to protect you and what you need to understand so that you're going to have a safe day. Mm. And you're not going to get hurt in our gym. Uh, you're going to tackle some fears, maybe. Maybe you're afraid of climbing or a fear, a fear of heights, maybe. Yeah. Um, It'll be a good day for tackling those, and you'll be safe doing it. So truth be told, I, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've become afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> so I notice that as long as I don't look down, I'm doing just fine. I just focus yeah. on that next peg, that next rock ahead of me, uh, yeah, and I do up. pretty good. So, uh, so for, you know, let's say a family's coming to Nashville. They're going to go to this museum, that museum. You know, the kids are probably going to have a good time with that. But this is a little bit different of an experience. Uh, and so... How do people find you? And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen tourists come in yeah. from out of town. And uh, how does that generally work out? Uh, well, we're featured on a number of websites. Uh, I think Visit Music City has us listed under their, uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, um, under their family activities. Uh, that's one way to find us. We have a website. That's where we, we send anybody who's looking for questions, pricing. Uh, ClimbNashville.com. You can find everything there. You can even sign. Everybody that comes in the gym has to fill out a waiver. So we ask them to go there and fill out that waiver before they come in. Um, you can see all our events that are going on. You can see what you need, a kind of a FAQ about your first time in the gym type thing. Uh, so that's what we would recommend. Look us up online. Uh, we're the only climbing gym in Nashville, so if you look up Climbing Gym Nashville, you'll find us. Nah. And so what are the pricing, and is there any, you know, if they go to the website, are there any special discounts or any ways that they could save money? Uh, we do have student pricing every now and then. Um, our youth prices are lower, of course, so families can get in a little bit, a little bit cheaper. Um, we do have a few options out there that exist, promotions. Um, if you find them, bring them in. Um, but other than that, yeah, the prices are online. It's typically about 25 to $30 per visitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit less that for children. And that includes gear, um, all the equipment that you'll need. The entire day, we, we keep you open. It's not time. There's no time limit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And you can go to both of our locations with that day pass. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. So that way if so you... you can come in, do some morning climbing, go do some stuff, and then yeah. come back later to the other location, hit it toward the uh, later in the day. Yeah, exactly. And that's nice, too, if you're trying to really explore Nashville. You can come to the west side, see the west side of town, maybe grab lunch over here. And then if you're headed out towards the east side of Nashville, you can stop in at the end of the day, maybe get a last little bit of climbing in, you know? Yeah. What's, you see a lot of kids come in here. How do, you, how do kids normally respond? I know how my kids responded. They had a blast. Yeah. But what do you normally see as far as, like, kids coming in? Definitely just a big wow, you know. Um, they look up at the walls and are pretty impressed. Some kids, you know, they might be a little timid at first, a little afraid of the wall. But, you know, after they get climbing a little bit, get comfortable on the audible lake, get comfortable falling, you know, hopping off the wall, they just really get excited, and they start, you know, wanting to run to the next to the next route and just hopping on as fast as they can. Um, a lot of times we'll have to kind of reel them back a little bit and be like, slow down, just be careful, you know, because yeah. they're so excited to hop on the wall. Now, I would imagine you probably believe that climbing is a great way to get in shape, stay in shape, and enjoy fitness. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of people use climbing almost as a CrossFit um, training. If you're a runner, if you're a biker, if you're just trying to, you know, get healthy rock climbing is a way to do that and it's entertaining a lot of times you know you're just running every day it can be really tiresome i mean mentally and physically and then rock climbing is kind of a an escape from that it's really fun you kind of lose yourself in the rock climbing you get to tackle some fears you know you get to challenge yourself in a completely different way but really you know increase your health and fitness you know all right 
So Noah, you've had the chance now uh, to climb, and how did it go? It was fun. Yeah. What what uh, what did you what do you like about climbing? So if you're going on a vacation, you could go and just do a bunch of museums, or you could get out and you could go to an indoor climbing range, indoor climbing location. You think this is something that families should include in their vacation plans? Yeah. I sh- yeah. Okay. I felt like I did a lot of talking and, and you didn't there. Tell, tell me more. It's a great way to exercise while kids are having fun. Mm. So. Now, did you have any questions? Oh, yeah. Um, how many different challenges are there? That's a good question. So by challenges, you probably mean routes, and those are like the colored paths up the wall. And it's really hard to say. We have about... 35 uh, ropes in the gym and there's probably about two to three challenges or routes on each rope so upwards of 90 i'd say 90 routes in the gym wow all right so no oh go you have another it's more of a statement but you i guess there's a question yeah it's a question you have yoga like you also have yoga right yeah we have yoga and fitness in the gym Mm mm-hmm so it's possible if they time it right, so mom could do yoga. Oh, yeah, of course. So with the day pass, um, it's all-inclusive. So you can come in, you get your day pass, you can come climb a little, as you get tired of climbing, maybe go do some yoga, uh, get your body you know, worked out a little bit in a different way. Um, and that's something we offer to our members, but as, as well as the day pass and just a daily visitor. All right, cool. So now I'm going to have you say Eric's name mm-hmm. and then say his name and then with Climb Nashville say, and then say thank you. Eric, st- st- how do you see that? No, no, you got to figure it out. Stel, st- L, t- and pull. Yes, with. Is that close enough? Yeah, okay. Uh. Where w are we? W. No. Um. Oh, three six hundred. No, that's the address. Just. Oh, no, what, what do you give, mean? Give, give the website address. That's what I was gonna do. Okay, go ahead, do that. www.climbnashville.com. And then say thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Now, do you remember the next place that we went after rock climbing? We had built up our, I'm quizzing you, we had built up a really big appetite. And we went to a kind of a- The wild a, cow. You, yeah. The wild cow. And it was kind of a special restaurant. Can you kind of explain what made it special? It was a vegan vegetarian restaurant. And what, is, what does vegan mean? Like really, really healthy foods. <laughs> Now, specifically, vegan means something uh, generally healthy, yes, uh, but what does vegan mean specially? That that means that you're not going to eat what? Meat. Not going to eat meat, nor vegan is you're not going to eat any animal products at all. So no eggs, no dairy, which is fine with you. You have a little bit of food allergy to that stuff. So this was totally fine. Do you remember what you had? I had a Caesar salad. Mm, okay. Well, we're actually going to play the audio of when we went to the Wild Cow in Nashville, Tennessee, and then we're going to talk with the owner of the Wild Cow. Okay. All right, Ethan, do you remember what you had? I had a vegan taco salad. 
And what'd you think? Now you've had taco, you've had a lot of taco salads in your life. What do you think about this one? Was it was it a little unique? It very unique. Yeah. It had a lot of bold flavors. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed too. So I had the taco sampler platter, and it had three different tacos, and each of them was so cool because there were things that I've never. I can tell you that I've honestly never tasted before. One of them had sweet potato in it. Um, there was some pumpkin seeds. There were all kinds of really kind of exotic and ingredients that were included in that and then i had the chips and vegan queso which olivia you had you tried my vegan queso how what'd you think that was really good like i love queso and it tastes like like i don't know how they do it but it tastes just like queso i thought it was really good noah tell me about the vegan cupcake that you just tried i don't i i don't even think they're vegan they're they're really good it's so good. It's a chocolate one. Was it chocolatey enough for you? Chocolatey enough for me. And like... But not overly sweet. But not overly sweet, yeah. Muffin and cupcake combined. I thought it was good. Muffin cupcake? Not too sweet. I like that. I like that. Because sometimes like there's a cupcake place near our house... And it's like, it's too sugar and burns your throat. Yeah, like and like I, like I'm really picky about my frosting, and the frosting was really good. Like, like there wasn't that much sugar in it at all, and I, I liked it. So, and that's the one thing that I think it is that, that you notice across the menu is that the flavors are very, I mean, the flavors are very bold. And like in the cupcake, for example, the cupcake. It's, it's like a natural flavor. It's not, you know, a synthetic sugary kind of flavor. It's, it's a, you know, if you want chocolate, it's very much chocolate. And there was pretzel and some other um, flavors in there. So that's what you're getting. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really great. Well, cool. I'm going to go talk to Melanie now. All right, so we're here with Melanie Cochran at the Wild Cow in Nashville. And... Tell me, so you're the co-owner of, of the Wild Cow. So I think first off, I think we should point out that the Wild Cow is a vegan restaurant, and but yet it's the Wild Cow. So tell me about the name. That's, that's a common question we get. But um, it's kind of, there's kind of two different reasons for that name. And the idea that I kind of, the reason I like the name is because um, we started the restaurant because we don't like we disagree with like the factory farm system and the way the animals are treated and they're put in these tiny little cubes and can't really move around can't sit down or move around for their entire lives oftentimes so the idea was kind of something that would represent the opposite of that like kind of nature um, wild free animals um, it was my husband's idea and he kind of was thinking about the fact that you don't ever see wild cows anymore because they're like only used Oh, yeah. For in the you know for industrial farming these days, so you know, and what a great way you know, and, and this is how I'm thinking of this. I mean, what a great way. I mean, if that's if you're like you know what animals should you know we should have more animals that are living free. We should be taking better care of animals. What a great way to kind of combat in your own way that idea by making vegan food so good that people are like, hmm, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we can make this more a part of our lives. And I, I think that that's, you know, from my family's experience, 
that's what we experienced is that, is that we're eating we're like oh my gosh these flavors are so great you can't get these flavors anywhere else so that's that's what that's what our experience is and maybe that's I, I'm putting words in your mouth but no that's exactly um, how I would state it if someone were to ask like what our goal or or our mission is yeah. that's exactly what I say like um, we hope that people can have an experience with vegan or we do offer a dairy cheese, so some you can get like vegetarian, mostly vegan. But um, we hope that people have an experience with vegan or vegetarian food that convinces them that they don't have to eat meat all the time. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that everyone's gonna all of a sudden become vegan, but right. maybe like less meat, yeah. and that's better for everybody, the environment, the animals, everything. So yeah. yeah. And so, so meat eaters are fully welcome here, oh, right? Yeah, here. most of our customers are meat eaters. Probably yeah. the vast majority, yeah. and a lot of our regulars are meat eaters. Yeah, yeah. there's no judging. Yeah, going that's, on. that's cool. Yeah, uh, omnivores welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I think you know, again, my experience is that so the flavors um, were very unique. You just can't get these flavors at any other restaurant, and I think that that's part and parcel to why you guys are so highly rated like on every single restaurant review site you guys are always like in the top 10 uh, for all of Nashville I mean that's it's oh, quite an honor yeah that's awesome that is an honor yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear it we have a lot well pretty much everyone who's involved in like a chef role here like none of them have been trained like no one's been to culinary school um, everybody just kind of really creative and comes up with the things that they would like to eat and a lot of people who cook here kind of, especially my husband who started out as the original chef he stopped eating meat at a young age and his his mom didn't want to cook for him anymore because of that so he was forced to learn how to cook for himself and I think a lot of people who cook here kind of had a similar experience where they just kind of had to figure out how to make food for themselves if and when they decided to cut out meat so, yeah. yeah. And so walk me through maybe a couple of the or a few of the items on the menu that you think are that you're per- particularly proud of. Um, the buffalo beans and greens is consistently like the most popular item. It's um, either brown rice or quinoa, um, pinto beans, or garlicky kale, um, buffalo tofu or tempeh. So it's tofu or tempeh that's cooked with a, our homemade buffalo sauce, um, shredded carrots, and our homemade ranch dressing. So it's a little spicy, it's got a lot of flavor, and it is like really hearty and really filling and really full of protein. So kind of um, a lot of people like it because it's really healthy and also a lot of flavor. So um, the taco sampler is really popular. Um, you get one of each taco. That's what I got. Okay, and it was cool. so great because, I mean, each, each taco just, again, had this kind of this amalgam of, of flavors are like wow there's a little bit of sweet potato or there's a little bit of this and uh, is that is that what I tasted yeah, and, yes uh-huh. okay. yeah so each of those tacos have really different flavors yeah. and like um, the protein in each one is different so beans in one seitan in the other and then tempeh and the, the peanut tempeh tacos so I always suggest that to people because you kind of get a variety of things and you get like a very balanced meal you get the vegetables the grains the protein yeah. so um, yeah that's really popular and our nachos are really popular yeah. um, with the with the vegan queso, yeah. which my daughter was loved, loved, cool. loved. Cool, yeah. Because um, like queso too. not necessarily the most healthy item, yeah. but if there's a vegan version of it, that's great. Yeah, and it's it, it's actually made by Chicago Soy Dairy, and it's um, non-GMO and it's actually soy-free now. So the name kind of yeah, but it's actually fairly healthy. 
a yeah. lot healthier than like a regular cheese queso. Oh, I'm sure, I'm so, sure. yeah. What do you typically so as we're looking around, I see plenty of kids, I see lots of families. This place has a really cool vibe to it. Um, you know, I see lots of really cute pictures of doggies and puppies and uh, lots of animals, kind of happy and kind of out in their environment. But what do you normally see kids uh, ordering off the menu? Um we do try to offer we have kids John and I we have a 3 year old and a 1 year old and um so when i think as you know we started as our kids started to grow up a little and eat at restaurants we we started to be a little bit more concerned with what um, options there were for kids and at a lot of restaurants the kids menu has the most chicken nuggets things. oh i know absolutely yeah. so we wanted to kind of um, create a kids menu that was a little bit more quality food but a lot of times kids the kids here tend to um, get a lot of side items which is great also because they're just smaller portions of you know of the, the food that we serve to everyone else so I don't think kids necessarily need to have different food maybe just smaller portions yeah. so I see a lot of that just like getting side items like mashed sweet potatoes and you know, like um, lentil stew or something. That's what we yeah. feed our kids when they come here, usually those things, and like barbecue tofu or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I could, I could totally see the kids doing tapa style and, yeah. and just ordering a bunch of appetizers or sides. Yeah. That's great. All right, so tell, so for the, the mom who, or the dad or whoever's listening to this, they're like, okay, we're coming to Nashville. We've been hearing about Wild Cow. How do they get here and how do they find more information about your restaurant? Um, our website is thewildcow.com, and we have our menu on there, the full menu. Um, we have our specials listed every day. Like, every day we have different daily specials, like an entree, a soup, and a side item. So they're always on the front page, so you can always kind of see what different things we have for that day. Um, we are located in East Nashville, which is not far from downtown, so pretty accessible to someone driving through town. And um, the, probably a very important thing to know is that we were closed on Tuesdays because sometimes people don't. We're closed on Tuesdays. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people don't expect that. Um, so, other than that, we're open all day, like um, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. the rest of the days. So, yeah, we don't close at any point in the middle of the day. Yeah. And your website is thewildcal.com. And so I noticed that we're kind of in a cool part of. So East Nashville seems like kind of a cool part of town. Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, it's kind of known as like the hip part of yeah. Nashville. It used to be um, a little bit on the rougher side, and in past gentrification. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to be nicer about it, but yes, exactly. What's yeah. going on here? Yes, wow, lots of gen- yeah, lots of new people moving in this area. Excellent. So come to East Nashville. Come see the wild cow. Come taste the wild cow. It's still don't eat the cow. We're going to save that for other places. But when you come to the wild cow, let the cows run wild and enjoy all the delicious vegan food. And Melanie, thank you so much. <laughs> Melanie, the co-owner of the wild cow. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you. We appreciate y'all coming by. So we had a great lunch. We did some other things, kind of kept busy. We actually saw that one hotel that was featured on Hotel Impossible. What was the name of it? Fiddler's Inn. Fiddler's Inn. Now, we didn't stay there, but we stayed really close to it. And we'll talk to the marketing director of that hotel. It was the Hyatt Place, Opryland, Nashville. And we had a great time there. But we're going to save that for episode number two, part two of this episode. But this evening, we went to our first of three escape rooms in Nashville. Now, Noah, you've been to escape rooms in the past. Now, again, remind our listener, how old are you? 10. 10 years old. And why do you like escape rooms? First off, explain what an escape room is for someone who doesn't know what we're talking about. 
An escape room is something where it's like a room where you have there's puzzles around the room and you have to fi- figure out puzzles and like find keys and like locks and. So they're fun, very interactive puzzles, not yes. like you're doing tic tac toe and yeah. crosswords and that sort of thing. And you have to find your way out and escape the room. Mm. Now it sounds a little scary. Yes, but it's a law in like every state that you that you can get out at any time. Mm. You just have to press a button on the wall, but that does not count as your escape. No, right, right. So now. As a family, we've actually, up until Nashville, we had already done three escape rooms. We did two here in Orlando, and we did one in Atlanta, which was our very first one. And uh, I did a podcast about that. Matter of fact, if you go back into the archives, if you go back about a year ago, you you can listen to our very my very first review of an escape room in Atlanta. And then, of course, if you just go to savingsangel.com, do a quick search, you'll find other reviews of other escape rooms that we've done. So we're going to review the very first one, and we're going to talk to the uh, the owner of Escape Experience Nashville. And what was the name of the room that we went through? C-Block. C-Block. And what did we have to escape out of? A prison. A prison cell. So now, having escaped from an, a prison cell, do you think you could do it again in a real prison cell? No. No, probably not. These, This room is designed so you can figure your way out. Yeah, because like a guard put all these clues to mm-hmm. escape. So let's go ahead and talk to the owner of the Escape Experience Nashville so he can tell us a little bit more about our experience. So I'm here with Spencer Rowland and you're the owner? Owner and general manager of our Nashville location. Okay, and uh, the name of the company? Escape Experience Nashville. Escape Experience Nashville. You have two locations. two locations here in Nashville where we're from and Chattanooga, which is kind of southeast of here between Nashville and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so the first one, you've been around for a while. Yeah, we were somewhat early in this industry. Our first one was open December 18th, 2014. So mm-hmm. we kind of got in early and then just opened this Nashville location about a month and a half, I guess, at the beginning of February. Yeah. So give me a rundown. So it's, we, my family loves escape rooms. Now, uh, let's just talk generically, no spoilers, <laughs> but we just did this one and it's called C Block. And uh, we've been through several escape rooms. This one was really challenging, and maybe it's just because it's been a little while since we've done one, but we got stuck on a few things. Now, that said, it was really fun. So we're not, now we're not going to give any spoilers, but we're actually going to walk into C Block right now. All right, so here we go. Here we are on the, C Block, okay. walking into our hallway. So you're, you're on prison block c block so you're with you see a couple other cells that you're walking into but you get thrown into your individual cell yeah and and i should say that this is probably not a big spoiler but you're going in and um you're you're uh, you're handcuffed yes, <laughs> together you handcuffed together so it's definitely a team building exercise and I so one of the difficulty too yeah one of the first things you're probably going to want to get unhandcuffed and now we are actually in a cell right now the construction and the design is really really cool yeah that's what we want to focus on we have backgrounds in construction so we build everything ourselves and we want to make you as an immersive immersive experience as possible so 
We really, we want to make it feel like you're in prison. Yeah. No, we definitely had that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's funny. I think we were, uh, you know, there was a, uh, I don't want to say pressure, but no one likes to be in prison. And so there's there's definitely a a lot of determination. We need to bust out of here. Yeah, definitely. So. Prison, this is, C-Block is one of our first we build because it's obvious what you got to do. You got to escape prison, so. Yeah. And it's escape room, so it's, it's, the objective is clear. Yeah. Now, uh, just a little bit of the backstory. There is a guard who has kind of helped you out. Yeah, so he's kind of laid out a plan that's for you to follow. He left you a few clues to help you escape while the other yeah. guards are out. So you have one hour to make it happen. Or you're stuck in there for life. Yeah. Now, again, no details, but what I'll say, and I'm looking at it right now, is the way out is really cool. Somewhat Shawshank Redemption-esque. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you'll appreciate the handiwork. Anyone who has a background in construction just went what went into being able to create this illusion of, of actually escaping out of this cell is very, very cool. Um, so tell me about the other rooms that you have. So uh, maybe your, your initial, your primary location, how many rooms do you have there? So we have four at our other location Chatt- in Chattanooga. So we have the Inheritance, which we also have here in Nashville, which mm-hmm. is your mysterious mad scientist uncle has suddenly passed away, and he has surprisingly named you in his will. So you're going into his study to go over the reading of his will, and Things unfold from there where you are not only trying to escape, but you first have to find your inheritance, which you don't know what it is, and escape with it. So it's kind of a two-part task there. And then we have the vaccine, which is 90% of the world's population has been wiped out by an awful disease, and you are one of the few lone survivors. And it's not looking good until you pick up a looping radio signal that leads you to an old abandoned house from someone who claims that they can provide the cure. Um, so you're going in there looking for the cure to this disease and escaping with your life, hopefully. Yeah. And then there's the bunker, which is a you're trying to stop a nuclear launch in an yeah. old uh, Soviet Union bunker. So, so, that is the, so that's the goal there. So of the, com- let's say compared to if someone's familiar with doing an escape room with their family or with their office, they're coming to the area, how might um, escape experience Nashville be a little bit different from what they've seen elsewhere? Well, like I mentioned earlier, we put a lot into the theming. We want to make it as an immersive experience as possible, feel like you are escaping prison, you know, whatever whatever the scenario is, we want you to completely feel like you're in the middle of it. We like to compare it to being at the, the center, the action hero in a movie. And that's what our, we want our experiences to yeah. feel like. So uh, that's where I think we differentiate differentiate ourselves from our competitors is just the authenticity of the experience and just the 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 theming and the immersive quality of it yeah you know it's really good the use of footage the use of audio there's a lot of engage as many senses as we can and uh we think that adds to the experience so spencer roland of escape experience nashville where could people find all the information about all the rooms where to book how to book you can find everything at escapeexperiencenashville.com um that is our nashville location we also have escapeexperiencechattanooga.com and then we have all the uh, auxiliary social medias and all that. You can find us there as well. Great. And I bet if they go back on your Facebook page, they could probably find a picture of my family and I <laughs> who <will>. escaped <laughs> with about one minute left on the timer. Yeah, they were cutting it close. Yeah, and it was only well, we had we had <laughs> let's just say we had good behavior. 
This was a This was a very challenging and rewarding room. Very, very, very cool. Very immersive. Very cool. Thank you so much, Spencer. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming. All right. So, Noah, uh, from on a scale from one to ten stars, what would you give the Escape Experience Nashville? Nine. Nine. That's a really good score. It was a really good escape room, and it was really hard. That was probably the most difficult we've done, difficult one we've done. And there were only four of us because uh, my daughter, your older sister, had uh, spent some time at uh, the Opryland Mills, which is a huge shopping center, and, and we let her uh, do that uh, on her own. All right. So the next morning... We went to, do you remember where we went? Um, and this is the last place that we're going to visit on this episode. And, and the part two of the Na- kind of our, our Nashville travel review will cover lots of other places, including the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Johnny Cash Museum. We'll talk to the owner of the Hyatt Place Opryland Hotel, and we're going to talk to the Escape Game Nashville and one other escape place, too. I forget what that's called. Yeah. I forget what that was. That one called. was in Franklin, Tennessee, and we'll review that one as well. And that'll be that'll all be in uh, episode number 2, part 2 of this. But let's start off by our, our final destination for this episode, and do you remember where that is? Adventure Science Center. The Adventure Science Center. And what was what's your review of the Adventure Science Center Nashville? Well, we didn't get to go there that long because we had other things to do. Mm -hmm. So from all the things I did, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. For kids my age. Sure. Now, we've been to science centers in the past. Mm -hmm. And how would you rate the quality of the attractions there and the exhibits? Um, How? Like, I mean, like the theming, how cool were they? How fun were they? Like, like, like on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, one to ten. One to ten. Okay. For the exhibits, I have an exhibit that's like, it's like you're walking on the moon. So I, th- I thought that's pretty cool. I'll give that a nine. Good. That's, that's a really great score. Yeah, and... What else? They, they, well, they just had so many hands-on exhibits. And it was, it was a place that you could spend oh, a lot yeah. of time. So I tell you what, why don't we talk to Tina Brown with the Nashville Science Adventure, Adventure Science, Science, Science Center in Nashville. And we're chatting with Tina Brown, who is the Operations Director for the Adventure Science Center Nashville. Tina, thank you so much for inviting my family and I to come experience an, a lot of amazing attractions. This is... You know, I'm sure a lot of us have been to science centers in the past. This is probably one of the coolest, hands-on, so many fun exhibits, so many elaborate exhibits, a lot of very interactive stuff. Um, I'm wondering if you could kind of give us an overview of what the Adventure Science Center Nashville has to offer families who might be in the region or visiting the region. Sure. Well, we're really glad to have you here today, too. Um, The Adventure Science Center has over 175 interactive exhibits on about three floors, three levels of activity. Our most active area is the Adventure Tower, and it's basically a vertical gallery. So you start at the bottom with the very basic types of exhibits, like you get to use a lever. But in this place, you get to use a lever and lift an automobile. 
So then you can move up up to seven levels of the tower, all the way through the top of the Science Center, where you get to look out and see a, have a fantastic view of Nashville. Another gallery that we, we think is very popular is the BodyQuest exhibit area. And that includes everything about various body systems, uh, the digestive system, the muscular skeletal system, circulatory system, nervous system, immune system, and respiratory system. You get to learn a little bit about each of those. The feature exhibit in there is definitely Body Battles. I don't know if you've had a chance to play that yet. But in Body Battles, you get to be on a team. You're either a pathogen or you are a lymphocyte. You either cause disease or you fight disease. <laughs> and you actually get to use the scope to shoot at various targets um, and b based on what your, tar what your team is trying to build uh, you get an individual score and you get a team score and in the end one person wins or one group of people win and the thermometer shows who won so if the thermometer's high the pathogens won the body is sick if the lymphocytes win temperature's low or normal and the body is not not sick so we're doing well there we also have space chase which we're in right now and space chase is all about uh, what is what is in space why do we go to space what how do we learn about space um, with two different levels one of the feature exhibits here in space chase is the uh, moonwalk slash EVA yeah so in the moonwalk we put you in a harness, we counterbalance your weight to one-sixth gravity, and it's like jumping on the moon. It's like the astronauts were when they were on the moon. So you get to feel a little bit lighter. With the EVA, the extravehicular activity, it's like being an astronaut working on the space, on the space shuttle, working on the Hubble uh, telescope. So you have no, we counterbalance your weight to zero gravity at that point. And so you get to learn for example, what's, what astronauts have to learn in order to work in space. When you have no gravity, you have no force. So you have no opportunity to really push or pull on anything. So you have to learn how to work. You have to learn just how to use the screwdriver. And that's what you get to simulate here. Amazing. So I think the one thing that I'm so impressed with is seeing how science exhibits have really evolved over the past decade or so. And can you kind of talk about, I mean, just the amount of immersive activity that, that kids can have. I mean, this is, uh, you know, to say that this is a simple science exhibit, you know, is, is just really, I, I think you need to go to the website so you can see videos and photos of exactly what we're talking about. But this is one of the most amazing science uh, centers, adventure, that's what you call an adventure right. science center uh, that I've ever seen. It's really impressive. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I've been here for 18 years, so exhibits have evolved greatly yeah. over that time. There was a time period when science centers meant learn about something by pushing a button and seeing it happen. Yeah. Um, now what you're seeing is a lot more full body experience. And so you get to feel what it's like, or you get to use your body in ways that are more than pushing a button. And that's what, like, the, the moonwalk and the body battles. Um, we have another exhibit here in Space Chase where you um, can walk in, and it's basically a star room. 
and you can you walk in plexi floors I don't want to give it away totally but you are surrounded by stars stars above you stars beside you stars below you so the idea is what's it like to be in space where there's no up or down there's no right or left you're just there and so you get to feel that in this exhibit that's that's amazing so in terms of like ages that that you think that this would be great so again a lot of moms are listening to this right now and thinking, well, you know, I've got some kids. Are, are they going to enjoy it? So uh, maybe kind of the range where, where you would say is your target age range? Basically, it's 4 to 14, mm-hmm. and and uh, but we kind of zip a little on either ends of that. We have a preschool area, so. Mm-hmm. so it's a kind of a safer area if your child is not you know, wanting to interact with other children uh, that may be older, you can take your child in there. And it's kind of a, a variety of different things that you can do in there. We also have the planetarium where you can go and watch video shows and star ball shows about the stars, about the universe, about everything like that. So that's going to tend to also um, attract maybe a, a little older age also. Yeah. So we can, Basically 4 to 14, but we can go beyond either end of that. Nice, nice. And so so for people who want to get an idea for everything that we've been talking about and certainly the audio that we've been sharing with them, what's the website and, and how do people book, how much does it cost, it Just um, I just want to help them kind of work this into their vacation plan. Right, right. So um, website is www.adventuresci.org. And um, admission for adults and teens is $14, mm-hmm. and for youth and children is $11. And, and we have discounts for seniors, we have discounts for military, uh, college students. Okay, and I, it's, I would say you could spend a couple of hours here, you could spend all day. Definitely. We have had many people come here and spend from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock when we're open. Um, generally, without a planetarium show, two and a half hours is a good slot time period. Um, if you add on a planetarium show, to that probably add another hour on. Well, Tina, thank you so much for, for sharing information about the Adventure Science Center, Nashville. And again, that is the website one more time. www.adventuresci.com. SCI.org. Nice. Thank you, Tina. All right. Thank you. Well, there you go. There is part one of our totally excellent Nashville vacation adventure. All kinds of great ideas of things that you can do with your family. But guess what? There's more. So in our next episode, we're going to cover several other destinations, including, again, the Johnny Cash Museum, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, We're going to talk with the uh, marketing director of the hotel that we stayed at, so you can get to know them a little bit. And we're going to go to my, I'm going to, I'm just going to tease it right now. The best escape room I have ever been to. It was an amazing, amazing experience. So you don't want to miss... Oh, you're already giving me what your score is. Noah, don't tell them. Don't tell them what your score is. We will have to wait, but... You, you, there's only one more number better than nine, so I'm guessing that, that it might be a 10, but we'll, we'll save that for later. Now, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to episode one of this special 
bonus episode of the Savings Angel Show. And I also like to let you know that after these two episodes, we're going to come back uh, to kind of our regularly scheduled programming. And I've got a great programming note. If you are a business owner, if you're a brand owner, if you would love to reach I'd say the most amazing podcast listeners on the planet. A lot of moms in the suburbs, a lot of very smart people, a lot of people who love to be real smart with their money. They're interested in technology that saves them money. They're interested in offers and opportunities to save money. Would you reach out to me? Because I'm going to hit the reset button on a few advertisers, uh, and I would really love to share your product or service with my audience. Now, to get a hold of me, just go to savingsangel.com and you'll find lots of ways that you can get a hold of either myself or Rachel, who handles a lot of communication. Uh, She also does a lot of great work for this podcast. Reach out to me and uh, I would love to uh, review your product and service and if it seems like it would be a really great fit for this program or our blog, I would love to share that with our audience. And uh, again, looking for some great sponsors, some great advertisers that uh, I can pass along your message to our audience. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Would love to have you join our private Facebook group. You can find that logo in our lower left-hand corner of our website, savingsangel.com. And of course, I would be thrilled, honored, and pleased if you would, as you listen to this program in iTunes or any app or any podcast directory that has a way of leaving a rating or review. I would just be, again, honored if you would consider leaving a very quick review Uh, giving me a thumbs up. And again, a thumbs up for me also means a thumbs up for my 10-year-old Noah. What do you think of that? And Noah just gave me two thumbs up. I Uh, like thumbs ups. Yeah. All right, Noah. Well, we'll be back in a few days with part two of our totally excellent Nashville adventure. You ready? Yay! All right. Say, we'll see you, everybody. We'll see you, everybody. I'll see you, everybody.